Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Feeling like you need to prove yourself all the time is exhausting. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. Welcome to the Cornercast. My name is Kelsey Kenry, and I help professional women become fulfilled, earn more money, and discover themselves so that they can succeed without sacrificing their mental or physical health. On this show, We'll talk about how to achieve work-life balance, become more organized and productive, so you can stop living your life on autopilot. Welcome, and thank you for being here. What's up, guys, and welcome to episode nine of The Corner Cast. So... I released a little bonus episode for you guys all about Eric's story and just wanted to provide basically some inspiration for you guys struggling with being motivated and with wanting to move forward and achieve your dreams. So if you haven't listened to that yet, definitely check that out. But today we're talking all about imposter syndrome. And this seems to be very recurring in the conversations that I'm having with clients and potential clients. So I felt like it was important for us to dive into, you know, what really is imposter syndrome? Why do we feel imposter syndrome? How do we know if we're feeling imposter syndrome? And what happens if we don't do something about the imposter syndrome? And then of course, as always, I want to give you guys what you can do about imposter syndrome. So let's get into it. Let's talk about what is imposter syndrome. Simply put, it is a feeling of lack, a feeling of being undeserving of where you are. And this happens so frequently, especially in higher level positions because we're just afraid that somebody's going to find us out for who we really are. We're not smart enough. We're not good enough. So it's really, when we're talking about imposter syndrome, it's, it's so much doubt. It's really a doubt of your skills and your talents and your abilities really also your accomplishments, even the things that you've done, you're not willing to be proud of, or you're not sure how to celebrate those things. So it's like this really deep fear that you're going to be exposed as some sort of fraud. And this is so frequent 
with women more so than men too. I myself have felt this as my business started to grow and started to become what I felt was successful. There was the little pieces of my story that I would question about myself, like somebody was going to find out. I can't teach people how to be healthier mentally or physically because I was arrested three times or just that feeling of if people know who I truly am, they won't like me. And so it's this fear that keeps us small. And even when we're growing and even when we find ourselves climbing ladders or becoming more successful, it's still this little glimmer of like, but don't tell them who you really are. Don't let anybody find out. And the reality is, is even when I was feeling this, (laughs) I've openly shared about my story. There's very few details (laughs) that I don't share. I've shared in different ways. I've shared, you know, different platforms, but that was part of, you know, owning my own story and my own piece of acceptance, which was necessary for, for my own personal growth and for my business to grow. But really just imposter syndrome, it shows up in women more frequently than men. It's that little voice saying that you're a fraud somehow or that you're going to be exposed. And it's usually something that shows up in our work lives, in the career space. So the thing about imposter syndrome is that nobody is immune to this. It can show up for anybody, regardless of how successful, what the position is, how they're feeling, how confident they may come off. Sometimes confidence or being very bold can be a distraction for what people are really feeling. But that consistent doubt of if you're really good enough and if somebody sees or knows truly who you are, you wouldn't meet the standard. So why... Why do we feel this? Why does imposter syndrome pop up for us? There's a discrepancy. There's something missing. There's a disconnect in how you're being regarded and how you actually are. So what I mean by this is that you see yourself as one person and other people see you differently. Perfectionism comes in here too. We want to paint something pretty for everyone to look at, and then we disregard what's actually going on inside. So imposter syndrome, there's this disconnect because people perceive you as successful, talented, you have these great skills, these great strengths, and you see yourself as not enough or that you're not that good that you're okay, but it's not really a strength. So sometimes it can come off as people are actually overestimating your ability 
to where people talk you up and maybe you, you do great on a project or you lead a team so well and you're not willing to accept any sort of thank you or you don't feel that because you're like, well, I did okay. I was just doing my job. I was just doing what I'm supposed to do. And what this is and why imposter syndrome happens ultimately is a lack of, of self-esteem. It's that lack of, of belief in yourself, that lack of confidence. So it's really rooted in your self-worth. You have some sort of belief within you that you are not enough. And this is why you feel like an imposter. Because people can tell you over and over and over again that you are fantastic and you are wonderful and you have these skills and you have these strengths and you can lead that team and you can speak up in meetings and you have these great ideas. But no matter how much you keep climbing and achieving, it still doesn't feel like enough because you don't think you're enough. So how do you know? If you're in (laughs) imposter syndrome, how do you know if that's the feeling that you're feeling? It's really largely in that discrepancy between how someone else views you and how you view yourself. I think that we will always be our own worst critics. And I think that there's a healthy balance of honesty that we can have with ourselves that drives us to be better. But I also know that picking ourselves apart constantly sucks our energy. And it doesn't give us space to see what we're doing well. And if you don't see what you're doing well, and if you don't recognize what you're doing well, you're definitely not celebrating what you're doing well. And so therefore, everything you do will never feel like enough. So let me ask you some questions and we'll see if you are struggling with imposter syndrome. Do you freak out, lose your mind over any mistake, even a tiny one in your work? It's the end of the world. It has to be perfect. That's a great sign. What we focus on is what happens. And so if we focus on the mistakes that we're going to continue to make, if we focus on that it's not good enough, that the it's completed, but it's not to your standard, it will never be to your standard. Another way to know if you are struggling with imposter syndrome is if you attribute your success to being lucky or some sort of outside factor. You didn't get where you are with your work and your dedication and your commitment and your sacrifices. Do we all have help to get where we are? 100%. Anybody that knows me or has followed me for long enough knows how important asking for help is and how none of us do anything by ourselves. But if you think that where you are is just a stroke of luck 
if it was the right place at the right time. That means that you are not attributing where you are to your goodness, your skills, your talents, your abilities. Another way is how we accept criticism. If you're very sensitive to being criticized, it's because you're so busy criticizing yourself all the time that anything added on top, even if it's constructive criticism, feels like it will break you. When you're not spending your days beating yourself up, you hear things differently. It becomes, yeah, I did that really well. And I can do it better next time. But it's not directly associated with your worth. Your work in your career is not directly associated with your value. Your value determines and how, how you perceive your value determines what you get paid, where you are, what you're going after, what you're building. So if you're sensitive to criticism, it's likely because you're searching for that perfection and you're so busy criticizing yourself that that icing on the cake, the cherry on the top is just a little too much to handle. Another way that you know if you're struggling with imposter syndrome is if you truly have that feeling that you're going to be found out. Somebody is going to find out the truth. And what are you hiding? If you feel this way because you're cheating to get where you are, then you're not being honest. But if you're being honest with yourself, not critical, but honest, are you a phony? Or have you actually taken the steps that were required to get where you are? And the last way that you really can know if you are struggling with this is if you are constantly downplaying yourself. If you're constantly just kind of brushing off your skills, especially in an area that you know you are more skilled than others, why do you do that? (laughs) Why do you think that your expertise in a certain area isn't worth being noted. So if you're downplaying yourself, if you're getting congratulated on something and you're saying, oh, but this person helped and it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't that much work. It was okay. I wish I would have done this differently. If that's your response, instead of thank you, that means you're not able to see your worth and your value and how you're contributing. So let's talk about what happens if we don't do something about this. Because it's real, guys. Like, this is the thing. If you are really suffering from imposter syndrome, the growth that you have so far can be blocked. The growth that you have so far might remain But growth further, you can block yourself from that with this. So if you don't do something about it, 
one of the first things that can happen is really it's stopping your success. It's going to hold you back. If it hasn't already, it will. Another problem with living with this and not actively working on it is living in constant fear and anxiety. That worry of becoming found out or how somebody's going to criticize you or picking yourself apart. The anxiety of feeling not good enough. Anxiety in itself can kill you. It can change the course of your life. So if you don't do something about this imposter syndrome, it's going to show up in your career. It's going to show up in your health, mentally and physically. You will overwork yourself because you feel like you constantly have something to prove. Feeling like you need to prove yourself all the time is exhausting. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You just need to prove to yourself internally and validate yourself and let the pieces fall into place after that. Because that constant search for external validation will exhaust you. It will lead you to burnout. And at the end of it, your beliefs will still be the same about yourself. So we're talking about a manifestation in every area of your life if you don't do something about this. You're suffering from negative self-talk. You're picking yourself apart. You're overworking yourself to try to prove to everybody around you. That's giving you anxiety. You might be falling into depression, but you have to show up and put on that face at work because nobody can find out that you're any different. Nobody can find out that you're anything else but the hardest worker in the room. And then when you overwork yourself and you burn yourself out and you're suffering from anxiety and your sleep is suffering, it shows up in your career. And then all of this work that you've done to prove yourself stops your success and your growth. Isn't it funny how that works? How the things that we think we need to do to prove, and to grow. When we think about these things, we just don't think about what they're going to do long-term to us. And then it usually ends up just butting right back in and stopping us from where we wanted to go. So what do we do, right? We know what this looks like. We know why it happens. We know what to look for to see if we're in it. We know what happens if we don't do something about it. So what do we do? The first piece, and I'm going to come back to this always, always, is owning your own story, getting rid of any shame you feel. When I'm coaching my clients, shame and fear are always recurring in the discussions that we have. Because we all hold some sort of shame or embarrassment, even if you don't recognize it right now, if we dig far enough and peel back enough of those layers. And it's always going to show up. At some point, usually when we really try to suppress it, it's going to come right back. It's there. 
So own your story, own who you are, accept who you are, take a look at the things that you feel embarrassed or, or lack of pride over and ask yourself why. Ask yourself why you made those choices when you made them. Reassure yourself that you were doing the best you could with what you had and own all of you. Nobody can say anything about me that I haven't said myself. I'm so proud of my story. I'm so glad that I walked through those things because now it allows me to do this and to speak like this with passion in my heart because I've been at the bottom. I've been in these dark places. I know what it feels like. I know what it smells like. I know what it looks like. And because I've owned that, because I've shared that, because I've been forthcoming with that, nobody can say anything about me that I can't say about myself. And people aren't going to like me. And that's okay too. I like me. And it took me a long time to get to that place. But it's worth the work. So own your story. Recognize and own any shame that you feel. Practice gratitude. This is one of the easiest practices with the biggest result. Every morning, take five minutes, write down three to five things that you are grateful for. I'm asking for five minutes out of your day to change your perspective that could change your life. Start there. The third thing you can do is start questioning your thoughts. Please start questioning your thoughts. When these thoughts arise that you're not good enough, stop accepting them as fact. You have to challenge your belief system if you want your beliefs to change. If you believe that you're not good enough, if you believe you're an imposter, if you believe you don't deserve to be where you are, and that's what's repeated and you're accepting it, then that's what is. Start questioning your thoughts. Why am I not good enough for this position? The fourth thing is to stop comparing yourself. I could talk about comparison for 10 hours. In fact, if you go back to the old Bravehearted podcast episodes, we did an episode on comparison. It's worth a listen if that's something you struggle with. Stop comparing yourself. We know it's not good for us. We all do it. Focus on you and where you are. And then the fifth thing is to let go of perfection. Speaking of the Bravehearted podcast, there is an episode on perfection um, as well that you can go back and check out if you scroll back through those old episodes. There's so many good ones, you guys, that Mindy and I did. Just so many good conversations. But let go of perfection. The truth is, perfect is a lie. And I always say that because it doesn't exist. Because who determines what's perfect? What is perfect? Somebody could say, she has the perfect hair. And it's brown. And somebody else says, she has the perfect hair. And it's red. So what's perfect? It doesn't exist. It's something we literally make up in our head, which causes us then to have unrealistic expectations. So when you want to be perfect, and when you want to pick yourself apart over those little mistakes, remind yourself that perfect is a lie. It doesn't exist. 
Imposter syndrome is real. It affects more people than they want to admit it. And there's also these things we can do about it. So I hope this is helpful. I hope that if you're feeling this and you need to talk through it, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. We can figure out what needs to be personalized to your situation to help you walk through this. So it's not preventing you from your success and being your highest self. If this is helpful to you, I really appreciate when you guys take a screenshot, share on Instagram and tag me. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me. As always, I see you, I hear you, and I'm with you. So one of the most common questions I get is about self-care and specifically within that about creating routine. And so I want to give you guys one of my favorite products that I use in my morning and night routine. Whenever you're creating a morning or a night routine, it can sometimes feel like work. And so My best tip for creating some sort of routine is always going to be starting with something small. And that's how I started using Tula skincare and it fell so easily into a routine. Because honestly, you can simply start with washing your face and using a moisturizer. It doesn't have to be some big, fancy, long process. But what I did notice is number one, my skin got better. Number two, I started to feel better. Just having that added to my routine, it's just a really small piece of self-care. And honestly, morning and night, I spend less than five minutes doing it. So if you've ever looked at Tula, I love Tula for a lot of reasons. And honestly, I use all of their products. But if you wanna try Tula, hop on there, and start your hashtag self-care routine without it taking any significant amount of time in your day. But it really does make a difference. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.